Welcome to all the horror podcast. Each episode will feature a spine-tingling, creepy horror story that will keep you awake. Enjoy the story. I live in a small home in the middle of a nice neighborhood, alongside my wife of 10 years and our daughter who just turned 5. My wife and I have lived in this home for 8 years. Nothing has ever happened here. Nothing at all for all the years we've lived there. Now, I can barely sleep. I don't want to breathe too loudly at night because I can hear something move. I'm constantly checking to make sure that every door and window is locked tight. I don't feel safe anymore. This all started in a better time. Only a few months ago, they now feel so far away. I was in the front yard cutting the grass with my cheap push mower while my daughter was playing with one of our neighbor's grandkids. Dan is an older Vietnamese gentleman who lives in the house in front of mine. His wife passed away last year so his son brings his kids over to keep him company. It was a normal sunny day when Dan and his son came walking over towards me. Hey guys, is everything alright? I yelled as I cut the mower's engine to a halt. Dan had a grim look on his face and his son, Stephen, spoke. Hey, sorry to bother you. His voice began to trail off as he tried to search for his words. Um, well, a couple of weeks ago, I installed a security system at Dad's place, just to be safe. The tone of his voice made me feel uneasy as he continued. Well, Dad said he thought he saw something last night. Now, he had my attention. This neighbourhood had always been the epitome of quiet and safe. I couldn't imagine the thought of someone trying to break into Dan's home. Stephen had his phone gripped into his hand lifting it towards me so I could grab it. I took his phone to see a still, black-white image of my house on the screen. I looked back up at him and insisted I look again. Upon closer inspection, I saw something in the corner of the picture. There was a dark and blurry shape standing just outside the camera's view. I looked back up to the men in front of me, and both their faces were locked in an expression of anticipation, as if I could give them an answer to what we were seeing. I returned the phone to Stephen and let out a tired sigh. Ah, thanks. Not really sure what to make of this. Stephen's face sank a bit. Then he told me that after seeing this, his dad had opened the window to see someone standing in front of my window. I wasn't sure what to make of this, so I thanked them for their concern and reassured them that they were obviously okay. Dan couldn't speak English very well, so he was speaking to Stephen, who translated for me. My dad says that he swears that there was someone standing right there. They were swaying back and forth, just looking at your home. Stephen began to get embarrassed as he translated his dad's next words. Dad says that, uh, something is trying to get into your home. I stood there, shocked at what he just told me. I thought back to the previous night and couldn't recall hearing or seeing anything out of the ordinary. Dan gripped my hands. I could feel that he was shaking as he said something to me. Ma, 
Stephen patted his dad's shoulder and looked back to me. Dad insisted that we come over and tell you so. I'll tell him not to worry about it. Sorry for the trouble. They started to walk away. Stephen calling to his kids as they returned back to Dan's home. I felt my daughter pat my hand to get my attention. She wanted to go back inside for some juice. I gave her a smile and agreed to take a little break. I lifted her into my arms and I saw Dan peering towards us through his window. I could feel his gaze on my back as we went back into our little home. The next couple of hours were of course normal. My daughter played in a room, my wife came from work and we cooked dinner together. Later that night, after putting our daughter down for bed, I told my wife what had happened with Dan and Stephen. Her reaction was a mix of surprise and concern. Hmm, do you think he's doing alright? It's only been a year since his wife passed. I'm not really sure, but the look on his face, he was genuinely sad. I told her as the image of him peering through his window at me was burned into my memory. We both sat on the couch and I wrapped an arm around her. He called me a name too, Ma or something like that. She chuckled a bit. Sorry, sorry, I just imagined your reaction to him calling you mom. I rolled my eyes at her and pulled her in for a little hug. Dan had always been our neighbour since we moved here. He and his wife would always bring us little dishes that she had made. My heart ached for him as I thought about how lonely he must be feeling. I thought maybe I should put some effort into keeping him some company. I rested my head on top of my wife's head and closed my eyes. Dun, dun, dun. My eyes shot open and looked around. Honey, what's up? My wife asked. Dun, dun, dun. I cocked my head back and forth trying to... Don't you hear that? I asked my wife as I rose from the couch. We both froze as we tried to listen. Dun, dun, dun. I shot a glance at my wife. There, you hear that? Yeah, what is that? I slowly stepped around the living room, trying to trace the sound of the noise. It was a light tapping noise. Three very faint, rhythmic taps, followed by a three second pause. Then tapping again. I walked around, almost tiptoeing around the room, until I realised where it was coming from. Whatever the tapping noise was, it was coming from down the hall towards my daughter's bedroom. I sped up my pace and headed down the hall. Our daughter's room was right next to ours. I gripped my hand on the door handle and slowly opened the door. The room was dimly lit by a small nightlight plugged into the wall by a bed. The bed was empty with the blankets and pillows strewn across the floor. My daughter was in her pink pyjamas, her back towards me and facing the window. Her arms were stiff at her side. She pulled her head back slightly and began to touch her head on the window. Dun, dun, dun. Jeez, I shouted as I rushed the scooper into my arms. I looked at her face and her eyes were closed. Her breathing was steady and she was lying limp in my arms. My wife was behind me and took her from me, squeezing her tightly to her chest. My daughter began to stir a bit, but she ended up staying asleep. 
we looked at each other with pure shock on our faces. Our daughter had never done that before. We tucked our little girl back into a bed and slowly closed the door behind us. In our bedroom, we ended up talking about how creepy that was. Our daughter has never walked in her sleep before, but it happened to other kids, right? We both rationalized it at that. Just normal sleepwalking. But something didn't sit well with me. My wife eventually fell asleep, but for some reason, my heart hadn't calmed down. I kept thinking about the image of something outside of my home and my daughter's window leading straight to the front yard. I ended up staying up for a while longer until at some point I fell asleep. A couple of hours later, my wife's hands were shaking me awake. I was groggy and didn't know what was going on. But when I looked over to her, she had tears streaming down her face. Outside of her home was an ambulance and police cars. The rest of her neighbours were standing in the yard trying to catch a glimpse of what happened. Stephen was on the sidewalk as Dan's body was being transported away in a cadaver bag. The police eventually came over to ask us a few questions, but we had no answers for them. At some point in the middle of the night, Dan had left his house and passed away in the centre of the street. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. It was just yesterday when I talked to him. Dan was an old man, so the police just thought he had a heart attack. But the strangest thing was that he had a hammer gripped in his right hand. After the officer asked the questions, they packed up and went off. I tried to talk to Stephen, but he was nowhere to be seen after all of that. I spent the rest of the day just thinking about Dan and his last word to me. Ma. The rest of the day was a blur and night eventually came. I was sitting in the living room alone as my wife and daughter slept. They were shaken up by what happened that morning. While the TV was playing some show in the background, I got on my phone and looked up what Dan had said to me. After a quick search for Vietnamese Ma, I found out what the word had meant. Ma translated to the word ghost. I let that set in for a moment. Dan had thought that a ghost was trying to get into my house. Was this a delusion of an old man? Dan had always been cognizant and healthy. I didn't want to believe that he had gone crazy or something. The concept of ghosts was something that had never crossed my mind. But Dan and the expression on his face, he must have truly believed that a ghost was coming to get us. Not only that, was he trying to fend something off with a hammer? I'm not sure what compelled me to do this in the middle of the night, but I just wanted to try and see what Dan was seeing. I got up from my couch and stepped through the front door towards the centre of the street where Dan was found. I just stood there in front of my home. The air was warm and the light chirping of crickets could be heard. I stared at the home that my wife and I worked so hard into getting. Sir, 
Can you help us? The small child's voice broke through the night air. I looked over to see two boys on the sidewalk in front of my home staring at me. I'd never seen those boys around the neighborhood before. One boy was standing in front who must have been a couple of years older than my daughter and a teenage boy, probably his older brother, stood right behind him. They were both dressed in jeans and dark grey jackets with the hoods over their blonde heads. Even in the dark of night, I noticed how pale the skin was. The small boy spoke out again. Sir, can you help us? I'm not sure why, but I was being hit by waves of pure terror. I started to sweat. My heart was drumming within my chest and I felt that I was going to cry. The boy yet again asked the same question, but his voice was so robotic. It didn't sound normal. The two boys took a step towards me, but they moved in unison. But something about it looked so unnatural. I opened my mouth to tell them, No, go away. That was what I wanted to say but a jumble of incoherent noise came out of my throat. The teenage boy then spoke. Rather, I saw his lips move, but the voice was still the same tone and cadence of the little boy. Sir, we are lost and would like to come inside to use your phone. No, get out of here! Was what I was screaming in my head, but the words wouldn't come out. I felt something warm run down my nose, and I took a quaking hand to wipe it. I looked to see my hand filled with blood. What was wrong with me? There was something wrong with the situation, and these kids were causing this. I forced my feet to move. It felt as if a hundred pounds were latched onto my legs. I slowly stepped back towards my house in a futile attempt to escape these monsters. The kids took another step towards me, I wasn't looking at them, but I could feel them move closer. It felt like ages, but I was finally able to at least step onto my property. It was dead silent. The sound of the night and crickets chirping were now absent. I wanted to turn around to check to see where those kids were, but I was honestly too afraid to do so. I was getting close to the front door when I suddenly heard a noise. Dun, dun, dun. I looked over to see my little girl at the window of her room. Her eyes were wide open, and she was staring straight ahead while tapping her head on the glass. Dun, dun, dun. The voice, the disgusting voice, felt as though it was right at my neck. Sir, let us in. It didn't sound like just one voice. It didn't even sound like two voices. That demand was spoken with dozens. I gripped my hand onto the handle of my front door and I prayed that whatever was behind me wouldn't follow me inside. I opened the door just barely enough for me to slide through and I collapsed onto the floor. I turned and hurriedly used my feet to slam the door shut. It was as if a spell was broken. I was fully able to move normally, 
I took my hands and wiped my face from all the blood that had dripped down. I heard my wife rushing towards me, and she emerged from the hallway with her daughter clutched tightly to her chest. She saw the state I was in and was about to scream until I gave a quick, shh. We were all completely motionless. Everything was so damn quiet that we could hear our hearts beating. In the silence, I felt an ounce of relief and safety. Until... Sir, we are lost. Let us in. My wife whispered. What the hell is that? I looked through the frosted glass of our front door to see the two boys pressed against it. Their hands were on the glass as they called out again. Sir, let us in. Despite the darkness of the night, I could see their faces. And not only that, I could see their eyes. Staring at us with four orbs of absolute darkness. Their eyes were just abysmal and black. My daughter suddenly started to shuffle in my wife's arms and let out a screech. My friends are lost. Let them in. My daughter screamed. I didn't know what the hell was going on anymore. These things weren't kids, and I'm not even sure if you can count them as ghosts. The only thing I could do was get up, grab my family, and lock us in our bedroom. The rest of the night, no one talked. I just sat there, propped up against my locked bedroom door, as my family looked towards me in horror. At the back of my head, I could still hear the boys calling out to me. For days, we didn't talk about what happened that night. It was horrifying for me to recount, and I felt nauseous every time my wife would attempt to bring it up. My daughter was angry that we didn't let her friends in, and when I asked her who they were, she would say that she saw them in her dreams. I tried to tell her that whatever those things were, they weren't friends. Days and days had passed, and I swear that every night I could hear them shuffling around outside. I even called the cops. They sent an officer to stay outside my home, but they didn't see them. But I could still hear them. A week later, I was sitting in my living room, and when I looked over at the front door, I saw them again. They were peering into the house with their dark eyes. God, it's been months now, and I just don't know what to do anymore. These days, I've stopped thinking about how this started, but when they will come back. <laughs>